Well, good morning, morning to you. I pray that you had a uh, great weekend, and uh, I'm excited to get back into our Advent series. We're going to go back to the book of Luke, chapter 1. We're going to look a little more closely at what God did for Mary as he was doing something through Mary, because there's both that's involved here. Um, God did a miraculous work in her by uh, conceiving a child, the, the Christ child. And uh, he's going to do a miraculous work through her by giving that Christ child to the world for our salvation to remove our sins, to make available to us this um, this glorious um, salvation that is at his expense um, and for us. And, uh, and he did the same in Mary. He did something in her and did something through her. He wants to do something in us so he can do something through us. And I hope... We catch that, that salvation is not just simply for us. It is for us also then to share with others. We don't save anybody, but we are the vessels, not a conduit. We're a, a vessel that God uses, and then we're a conduit as he goes through us, and the Holy Spirit uses us to minister to a world that so desperately needs to know. In a time when there is so little hope, in a time when there's so much division, in a time when there's so uh, much distraction, if I can use that word, on so many things that although they are uh, important, they cloud out what's really truly essential. You want to use the word essential? What's essential in our world is a relationship with Jesus Christ. He is the only way, the only truth, the only life. John chapter 14 and verse 6. So go to uh, Luke if you would. I hope you have your Bibles. Um and have your Bibles in front of you. You can have notepad as well and write down things that you will, hopefully the Holy Spirit will bring to your attention or to challenge you to look further at. Uh, we're back in Mary's song. I think we can spend too little time in this and maybe spend too much time, but I want to try to balance it out before we go farther in the Advent story. So verse 46 of chapter Luke chapter 1, Mary says, My soul glorifies the Lord. She begins with praise. Um, she begins with praise. She's she's had the encounter with the angel. She's had the encounter with Gabriel who tells her what's about to happen. It blows her away. And rather than be discouraged or rather than hide, she begins to praise him. And then God begins to, to do some things through him. And first and foremost, let's look at verse 47. Um, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Number one, he does in her what he does in all of us. He provides salvation. Mary was human, just like you and I. She wasn't perfect. She wasn't sinless. She was in need of a Savior. If she wasn't in need of a Savior, Savior, then why does she say in verse 47, my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior? Um, so he provides salvation for her, and salvation is available for you and I today. And really, truly, it begins with that desire um, to find something that's beyond ourselves. Um, I'm reading in a great book uh, that talks about this voice that is out there, this voice that we're all responding to. And I know that sounds kind of metaphysical or sounds kind of wild, but there is um, Ecclesiastes says God has put eternity in our hearts. There's this open thing, this chasm that can only be filled by a relationship with God, and it's through Jesus Christ. And so uh, she begins to rejoice, and God uh, touches her and ministers to her. Uh, to her, and although she is the she's the um, the vessel that's carrying with uh, inside her this Christ child, um, he is the Savior and her Savior as well. Uh, verse forty eight um, says, "For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant." Number one or number two, he knew her. 
And he knows you. And he knows me. And he knows our needs and our situations. And he knows everything about us. Um, uh, I'm, I'm reminded of this week um, through this little Bible study we have, we've, we've had the opportunity to be receptive to the needs around us and through the generosity uh, of God to us and then the generosity uh, from the things God gave us we can give out, we're able to minister to three families. But you don't do that unless you're looking for those opportunities. If you're selfishly um, just just trying to get, 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 and you're not looking without, then you don't have the opportunities in front of you. Uh, I, I pray um, most of the time, I pray for divine opportunities and divine op- appointments, unless I'm just tired. Can I be honest with you? Pastors get tired. And uh, I say to to my wife many times, I'm not, I don't think I can handle one more call today, and boom, the phone rings, and boom, you get back into pastoral mode because you know what you're about, Right. But you also need to know your limitations. Uh, But we have the opportunity this week to minister to three families because we were receptive um, to God's leading. And I pray that you are as well. So he knew her. He knew everything about Mary. That's why he chose her. He could have chosen anyone, but he chose her. And he chose her because he knew her. Also, he knew her in her humble state. He didn't pick somebody from um, um, sitting on a throne. He didn't pick somebody with with wealth. He picked somebody no one else would pick. And that's why he picks me and he picks you. Because it, most of the world wouldn't pick you and I to be the vessels. Most of the world wouldn't pick the disciples that Jesus picked. But Jesus Jesus knew them and he knew their exact situation. And then uh, third in uh, uh, verse 49 says, For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. The mighty one has done this. He has chosen me. He has chosen. And because of that, she would be blessed. And she even said, from this moment forward, generations will call her blessed. And that happens today. We look at that, the songs, Mary, did you know? Uh, Beautiful songs. Did she have a clue? Absolutely. She had a clue because in the very beginning, God gave her the, um, the ramifications of her choices. If she chose to do what God would want her to do, she would be ostracized. She was in a small community. She could be embarrassed. She could lose Joseph. She could lose everything. And yet God, because of her yes, because of her willingness, and because of her desire to do what he would want to do through her, used her in such a powerful way. And we still speak about it it 2,000 years later. Turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians uh, and chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I want to move away from Mary just a moment because I want you to see that God's not done choosing the Marys of this world. Yes, there could only be one Mary in the sense that there was one person um, who was that vessel who would bring about um, uh, the birth of the Savior. And her willingness to do that was amazing. But now we move beyond that and we move to you and I. And what does God look for? He looks for the same thing he looked for in Mary. He looks for a willingness he looks for a humbleness. He looks for a someone who is willing to say yes and, and to, to really take everything that that yes means. Are we willing to do that, to count the cost? Mary was given this opportunity um, to count the cost, and she would know that it would be so expensive uh, relationally and socially for her, and potentially uh, that she would lose the man that she loved. Um, but she was willing to do it. And let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 25. 
Uh, Paul is speaking, says, For the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. Let that sink in for a moment. Because God uses the foolish things of this world, he says, to confound or confuse the wise. He doesn't use the wisest person. He doesn't use the strongest person. In fact, it's our weakness, he says here, that is stronger. Uh, God is stronger than man's weakness. He overcomes our weaknesses. We make our excuses. God overcomes them. Verse 26. Brothers, think of what you were when you were called, because you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God shows the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. But uh, and God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of the world and the despised things and the, the things that are, are not uh, to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God, that is our righteousness, our holiness, our redemption. Therefore, it is written, let him who boasts, boasts only in the Lord. Mary's beautiful song here called the Magnificat or the Glorious Praise was all outward. It was all outward. It was out, outward towards him and, and towards our Savior and towards what he had done. And that's what is, is so blessed and so beautiful about this portion of Scripture. We'll get into a little more of it tomorrow, um, but... Uh, but I love this, and I love this picture of this, this humble servant who was willing to say, God knows me. God knows what he can do. I can't do, but he knows what he wants to do through me. And all I have to do is say yes. Let me pray for us. In Numbers chapter 6, verse 24, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. God bless you until we talk again.